Trust everyone had a nice Thanksgiving. My Giants lost, so it was a little, little tough holiday, but all right. We got the Redskins next week, so it should be easy. Commanders, sorry. Commanders. But um, Psalm 23 is where we're at. We're almost done with this psalm. We're almost done with it. Um, we've got, I believe, Steve Herzig coming next week, and he's going to address uh, verse 6, the first part of it, and then we'll finish the last part of verse 6 the following week. Um, so let's just read it together again this morning. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord will bless the reading of His Word. Again, let's just look to Him now. Our Father in Heaven, we thank You again um, for Your precious Word. Uh, We're so thankful uh, that we have the ability to read it in our own language We're so grateful to have the Spirit of God that can illuminate these truths into our hearts, into our minds, um, that we can actually know the mind of God. Um, We're so thankful uh, for just uh, the the privilege that is ours to uh, just to look at your word and to meditate on it, to learn from it. And so that is our desire this morning, uh, that we would not just be... um, uh, impressed, if you will, by your word or um, moved in some way, but that we'd be changed, that your word would change us this morning. We pray these things that you may be glorified in Christ's name. Amen. And so again, remember, as you're reading this psalm, uh, Psalm 23, David is recounting the events of the full year in the sheep's life. Okay. Remember from the home ranch where we started in the beginning of this psalm? where every need of the sheep was taken care of. you got green pastures and still waters. And, and then we learned that, right, as the, the spring approached, right, they would make that trek, right, up through the valleys, right, to the mountain meadows. And now, here we are at this part of the psalm, is it's summer. It's summer, and the sheep now are with their shepherd, in the high meadows. Okay? They're in a place now where there's clear running springs. The grass is lush and excellent for grazing. And the shepherd is in close contact with them. It's just them and the shepherd during this time in the summer. And so it's a great time, right, where the sheep are at. And it says here that the, the shepherd anoints the sheep's head with oil. There were um, a few reasons why a shepherd would pour oil and rub oil on a sheep's head. Uh, One of them is to uh, keep the flies off them. We're going to look at this in a little bit where um, 
summertime was also fly time. And uh, so the, the shepherds would actually put some kind of ointment made with oil on the sheep's head to prevent the flies. But also there's a, um, a disease that the sheep could get, which was also carried by a little, little parasite, and they could spread it from one to another called scab. Scab. And so, again, the, the shepherd would have to apply oil, a, a homemade remedy, ointment, to prevent spreading uh, of the scab, which we're going to look at in a little bit. But also, as we get towards the end of the summer, into the fall here, up in the mountains, um, it's interesting that uh, it's the rut season. And so you've got the male lambs competing with each other for the, the favor of the female lambs. And so those, those male lambs with their, their horns now, they're going to they're gonna be ramming each other um, in order to impress the ladies. And uh, unfortunately, they could actually, they, they do, they ram each other so hard that they actually can injure and even kill each other from that. So shepherds, they know that, and sometimes they would actually apply some sort of oil, like a lubricant, to the, the head and to the horns of their male lambs, their rams, uh, so that when they would actually collide, they would actually kind of slide right off each other, which we're going to look at too in a second. Um, but this idea of oil, anointing the sheep's head with oil, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit. When you look through the Scripture, uh, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is throughout of the Scripture that we see. Uh, we see that even in, in Scripture that each and every one of us, when we trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, we had an anointing. Of the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, we, uh, the Holy Spirit came to dwell uh, within us. In fact, the Lord Jesus Christ, even the Bible says that He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times, that anointing of the Holy Spirit meant for for some sort of ministry or or work that God had for you to do. And we're going to look at that this morning, as far as this this daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds. As I said, just as the the oil was placed on the head of the sheep. We're going to look at how important it is for us as well that we have a daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds. And what I mean by that is this, is not that uh, the Spirit can come and go as He did in the Old Testament, right? Once you're saved, right, you have the indwelling Holy Spirit, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, and that's never going to change. But we do know that the Scripture instructs us too that we are to yield to the Holy Spirit, right? That we are to abide in Christ, that we are to be filled with the Spirit. And so we're going to look at that every day for us as believers. Yes, we have the indwelling Holy Spirit of God in us, but guess what? It's possible that you can grieve Him. You can grieve the Spirit of God. And how important it is that we every day yield to Him and allow our lives to be controlled by the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we're going to look at this daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds. And so the first thing we want to look at is the daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds, right, counteracts complications in our daily lives. It counteracts complications in our daily lives. See, with warm weather comes the insects. As I mentioned before, summertime is fly time. And so those who have kept livestock or studied wildlife habits are aware of the problems that insects present for animals. Some of those that can cause problems for livestock are warble flies, bot flies, heel flies, nasal flies, Deer flies, black flies, I hate those, mosquitoes, gnats, and other tiny winged parasites that appear 
in the summertime. Sheep are especially troubled by the nasal fly. Okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So these, uh, these nasal flies, sometimes they're called bot flies, but uh, nose flies, what they like to do is they like to fly, and they, if they can, they like to get inside the sheep's nose in that nice mucousy membrane there, and they like to lay their eggs. Yes, I could have showed you images of that, but I figured, you know what, we'll stick with the fly this morning. And if they're successful, they lay their eggs in there, and when those eggs hatch, that larva, okay, you should Google this, it's pretty cool, okay, that larva will travel up the membrane of the, of the sheep's nose and embed itself in the head of the sheep. They burrow into the flesh, and you can imagine the intense irritation that accompanies that. The severe inflammation in the sheep. And so for relief of this agonizing annoyance, the sheep will deliberately bang their heads against trees, rocks, posts, or brush. They will rub their heads in the ground and thrash around against anything. In extreme cases, sheep have been known to even kill themselves in order to escape the aggravation. Often, advanced stages of infection from these flies can actually lead to blindness. And so you can imagine, right, because of this, right, when those nose flies are hovering over the flock, right, the sheep, they go into a panic, right, stamping their feet in fear, frantically racing from place to place, trying to escape the flies. They sometimes run so much that they actually drop from exhaustion. Others toss their heads up and down for hours. They hide in any bush or woodland that offers shelter. And sometimes they won't even come out to graze because of the fear of the flies. And these, of course, are uh, a problem, right? There are devastating effects to all this excitement. Sheep, when they're scared of the flies, they drop in weight. The, the ewes, right, the female sheep, they actually stop milking, right? And their lambs, they stop growing because of it. Some sheep are injured, right? Others are blinded. And as I said, some are even killed. And so at the first sign of the flies among the flock, the shepherd, as I said, would apply an antidote to their heads. Often this ointment was made with oil, and the ointment was smeared over the sheep's nose and head as protection from the flies. Once the oil was applied to the sheep's head, there was an immediate change in behavior. No more irritation, no more restlessness, Gone was the frenzy and the aggravation. The sheep would actually start to feed again. And the sheep would actually lie down in peace. So clearly this is a picture, right, of the irritations in our own lives. So often, right, in the Christian life, it's the small, petty annoyances that ruin our day. Those little aggravations that can drive us up a wall. Maybe 
you've experienced something that tormented you to the point where you felt like tearing your hair out. But as a child of God, right, how would you describe your behavior during these frustrations? I find that even in my own life, sometimes it's the big things. Sometimes you, you feel like, okay, I think I handled that okay. Right? But it's the little things, right? It's the mundane daily things that you find yourself blowing up over. You see, just as with the sheep, right, there must be continuous and renewed application of oil to prevent the flies in our lives. There must be a continuous anointing of God's gracious spirit to counteract the ever-present aggravations in our daily lives. Because you will have them. You will have them. (laughs) Every day, I guarantee you, there'll be something. And if you are not consciously making yourself aware of the spirit of God in your own life, and allowing Him to control you, we will fail when it comes to these irritations. And so our desire should be to have that daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds. Only God alone can form in us the mind of Christ. Only God can do that by His Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit alone can give us the attitudes of Christ He alone makes it possible for us to react to daily annoyances with actually quietness and with calmness. When people or circumstances or events, right, uh, beyond our control, okay, um, when they bug us, (laughs) right, it is possible to be calm and peaceful. Only when those outside forces are counteracted, right, by the presence of the Spirit of God. We know that we we can't do it in of our flesh. (laughs) How many times we fail because of that. But it is possible. It is possible with the Spirit's help that we can counteract those outside things that we deal with all the time. It is actually the daily anointing of God's Spirit upon my mind which produces in my life such traits as joy, contentment, love, patience, gentleness, and peace. Right? What a contrast this is, right, to the tempers and the frustrations and the irritability that characterize the daily conduct of Christians today. Um verse here that we're very familiar with it says do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation but be filled with the spirit that's a tremendous uh, analogy there um, as far as someone being drunk um, because we know that when someone is under the influence of alcohol right um, they do things or they're not in control of what they're doing right so uh, their mind is under the influence of that alcohol and so you hear stories of people doing things that normally, if they were not under the influence, they wouldn't have done. Right? So there's a tremendous parallel there, right? That um, when we are not influenced by the Spirit, right? When we're influenced by our flesh, 
right? And, and these daily aggravations come into our lives. We know of times that we have reacted with a temper, right? And we have reacted um, irrationally, right? We've said things to someone we shouldn't have said, or we've done things that we shouldn't have done, right? Just like as if someone who was under the influence of alcohol said, oh man, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have normally done that, you know? But I was drunk. But at the same time, as we uh, have heard, I think, before even here, is that there's something, uh, I think it was Steve Price that brought this out. It's kind of neat that also, when you take that same thing, right, when you're under the influence of uh, alcohol, let's say, right, your mind is under that influence, right, you normally would do things that you normally wouldn't do, which actually can be a good thing. You see, under the Spirit's influence, right, as you're filled with the Holy Spirit, right, those daily aggravations come to you in your life. Someone cuts you off on the road, right? Or someone gives you a gesture that you don't appreciate on the road that you actually can do something where normally you wouldn't be able to do it, right? You would be actually be able to just kind of smile and laugh and maybe pray for that person as they drive by. Right? Or you're at work and a coworker, or a boss or someone is, is being unruly, right? They're being unjust, unfair, you being filled with the Holy Spirit, right, under His influence, you actually might behave in a way that you normally wouldn't do it. And that's why we need that daily, daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds. Because every day you're going to face aggravations. And oftentimes they're just these tiny little things. And unfortunately it's after the fact that we go, what in the world was I so upset about? What you can do in a situation like this, when you're exposed to those outside influences, when the the people and the circumstances or the events are bugging you, right? What you need to do is expose it to your shepherd. Expose it to your master, your owner. Expose it to the Lord Jesus. And just pray, oh Lord, I can't cope with these petty, annoying, irritating problems. Please apply the oil of your spirit to my mind so I can act and react the way you would. Isn't that what you want? I I hope and pray that every one of us who is a follower of Jesus Christ, right, that would be our desire, right? That whatever happens in our life, we would act and react just as Jesus would. But we have to expose those, those annoyances to him. Say, listen, I can't cope with this on my own, in and of my own flesh, right? We need to daily yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit in the sense that we allow him to control our minds, not our flesh. And so certainly the, the daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds counteracts complications in our daily lives. But not only that, the daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds ceases contamination from the world. Summertime is not just fly time. Summertime is also scab time. Now, as I said, scab is an, an irritating and highly contagious disease common amongst sheep. It's caused by small microscopic parasites called mites that reproduce rapidly in the summer. 
scab is most commonly found around the head. Sheep love to rub heads in an affectionate and friendly manner. When they rub together, the infection spreads from one to the other. Resulting in this. Yeah. In fact, I'm almost convinced and positive that when we read about the Passover, right, and you read about the, the sacrifice in the Old Testament, remember they had to bring a lamb without what? Without blemish. Most likely they're talking about scab. Okay? You were not to bring a, a sheep that had scab. Okay? And so, again, as with the flies, right, the only effective antidote was to apply oil to the sheep's head to control the disease. In fact, in many sheep-rearing countries, they built what's called dips, (laughs) where the entire flock is put through the dip. Each animal is actually completely submerged in the solution until the body is soaked. And of course, the most difficult part to do is the head. And so the head was plunged under repeatedly to ensure that the scab there would be controlled. In fact, some shepherds take great care to treat the head by hand. In the Christian life, most of our contamination by the world, by sin, that which defiles and diseases us spiritually, comes through our minds. Comes through our minds. It is the case of mind meeting mind to transmit ideas, concepts, and attitudes which may be damaging. Right? Often it is when we, we get our heads together with someone else who may not necessarily have the mind of Christ that we come away infected with the concepts that are not Christian. Our thoughts our ideas, our emotions, our choices, our impulses, our drives, and our desires are all shaped and molded through the exposure of our minds to other people's minds. And I just think it's uh, interesting that in our modern era, right, of mass communication we need to be careful of the danger of the mass mind you can see that the enemy he knows what he's doing right with the way technology is today the enemy can get something out there to the world like that and have the entire people believing that that's true because of the media that we have today Our young people are being shaped by the subtle pressures and impacts of the internet, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, to just name a few. It's that mass media. Everything that they're getting on those, what they're reading, what they're watching is from someone else's mind. And that's it's from the world's mind. And it's influencing a whole generation of young believers. Not only that, it affects also those who have known the Lord for a long time too. 
Think of in your own self how much time you spend on social media compared to how much time you spend in the Word. We're allowing that to influence our mind every single day. Every day. And I'm not saying that social media is bad, although I don't have it. <laughs> um, but you got to be careful. You got to be careful. I try to tell my kids all the time is that there's got to be a balance. I think we would all acknowledge and we'd admit that a large percentage of what influences our mind is not from here. It's from all the garbage that we read and watch. And the enemy knows what he's doing. Right? All, most of our contamination, most of our spiritual diseases, right, come from our mind. Our mind, the way we think, what drives us. And so all of these, right, this, this mass communication, right, are largely responsible for shaping our minds. And they're in control of men and women whose character is not Christ-like. <laughs> in fact, in most of these cases, right, they're actually anti-Christ. Right? A lot of these people who own these things and who put out information on these things, right, they're actually against God's Word and against Christ. So what do you think they're trying to do? One cannot be exposed to such contacts without coming away contaminated. Two sheep, one's got scabbed, the other. They, they cannot rub heads together without the other one now coming away contaminated. It's not possible. And yet we continue to rub our minds with other minds every day and we think, well, I'm not going to get contaminated. You are. It's amazing how many conversations I've had with believers I say, listen, you've got to watch this. It's a great show. I watch it. I go, what in the world? Because we've become desensitized. We've become contaminated. We've allowed their minds to influence our minds. And the Bible says that we're to be set apart. We're to be holy. Blameless. We've allowed our minds to be influenced by the world's mind. You see, the thought patterns of people are becoming increasingly evil. Today, we find more tendency towards violence, hatred, prejudice, greed, cynicism, and increasing disrespect for authority. Why? Because that's what they're watching. That's what they're reading. That's what they're listening to. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says this, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, guess what? Meditate on these things. Set your mind on these things. Those are the things that should be influencing our mind. Now here again, right? The only way that we can free our mind from the world's contamination is to be 
conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Right? Applying Himself to our minds. We have to be conscious of that. We have the Spirit of God in us. I remember uh, growing up, there were a lot of times where I would choose not to do something wrong. Or I was presented with a situation where I had to make a choice. Right? And I remember many times choosing not to do it because I knew it would grieve my father. My earthly father. My dad. There are times too where I knew it would grieve my mom. I said, you know what? I don't want to do that. And that's a good thing. But as I got older, I learned, man, why don't I think about grieving the Spirit? You think about you think about how your parents might feel if you did something wrong, right? And you know that 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 brokenness, right? Their heart's broken to see their child make that decision, that bad decision, right? Think about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. You can grieve Him. You can actually break His heart. We need to think about that. We need to be conscious of the Spirit of God in our lives. Listen, just as someone asks Christ to come in Right and take control of their lives. So one needs to invite the Holy Spirit. Yes, He's there, but sometimes He's just sitting there saying, hey guys, I'm here. We are inviting all these other things into our lives, into our minds, and forgetting to invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. It's the Holy Spirit that can monitor one's thought life. Colossians 3 2 says this Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. As I said, the head was probably one of the hardest areas to um, apply, right? Because sheep are stubborn, (laughs) a sheep doesn't want to get their head dipped. You know, or have this stuff applied to their to their head, right? Um, and so sometimes sheep, you know, refuse to have the shepherd help them, <laughs> even though they need it so desperately, right? The sheep are like, nah. It characterizes us too, doesn't it? <laughs> sometimes we know we know, right, that we need to have the mind of Christ, that we need to yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives. Sometimes we're just stubborn. You know, the great thing is, is that um, if it wasn't for Christ's continuing compassion and concern for us, most of us would be beyond hope. <laughs> most of us would be beyond help. Right? And because I know, right, that no matter how stubborn a sheep is, right, the shepherd will still do what the sheep needs, Right? what a good shepherd does and so sometimes i am quite sure christ comes to me and applies the oil of his spirit to my mind in spite of my own objections (laughs) he does that for me he does that for you how much easier it would be sometimes if we would just be conscious of the spirit of god 
in our lives and a yield to Him. But sometimes even when we are reluctant, <laughs> even though we may be stubborn and stiff-necked, right? Our shepherd, he still applies what we need right, to our minds despite our objections. I believe if it wasn't so, right, where would most of us be right now? <laughs> right? We're not here because of what we've done. Right? <laughs> right? But thank God we have a shepherd, right, who understands the importance of a daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds. Because it ceases contamination from the world. The daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds not only counteracts complications, not only does it cease contamination, but it cultivates compassion for God's people. Now we're moving on towards uh, the end of the summer, into the fall. Um, The shepherd there is with his sheep up on those mountaintops. And uh, as the summer gradually moves towards winter, the nights become cooler. The insects begin to disappear. Not only does the countryside begin to change, but the sheep do as well. And this is the season of mating. Okay? Of great battles between the rams for possession of the ewes. The males, they fight furiously for the favor of the females. They crash heads and and, uh, the thud of colliding bodies can be heard through the hours of the day and night. And sheep will actually, and can, actually, they can actually kill each other. Or at the very least, they can injure each other or maim each other uh, in these deadly combats. I don't know if you want to show that real quick for a little bit. These sheep, they're crazy. And they'll they'll fight to the death. Get one more good thud in there. Let's go. There it is. Yeah. That's good, Daniel. That's good. And so during this time, during the rut, the the shepherd will actually uh, catch the rams and smear their heads with oil. Um, The guy that we've been talking about, uh, the author of uh, uh, the book there uh, that we've been looking at, um, Philip, what's this, Philip Keller? Philip Philip Keller. uh, He actually would apply axle grease to his rams put axle grease all over them Um, and so what they would do is apply generous quantities to the head and nose of each ram so that when they collided in battle the lubricant would make them glance off each other and i thought this was interesting is that so they would actually glance off each other in such a weird way that the sheep would stand there afterwards almost embarrassed not understanding what had just happened and so it's actually in this way that the tension starts to lessen and little damage is done. So it's not only the blow itself, it kind of helps against the blow, but sometimes it actually ceases the battle because they're like, what just happened? <laughs> okay, which I thought was pretty interesting. And so, of course, among God's people, there is a considerable amount of knocking each other. You know, some of God's people, they persist in trying to assert themselves in becoming top sheep. 
or to get others to side with them. Many of God's people have become badly bruised and hurt in this way. Just in my short experience, um, I found that churches' griefs, their wounds, their hurts, their ill wills, the unforgiven things, usually are traced back to some old rivalry or jealousy or battle that had broken out between believers. I know of, and I've even heard of believers who said they will never enter into chapel again because someone had hurt them that badly. What a sad testament. We, born of God, as we learned, looked at this morning, children of God, and our history is we have hurt each other over and over again. Galatians 5 says this, if you bite and devour each other, watch out, and you will be destroyed by each other. See, to, again, to prevent this sort of thing from happening among his people, the shepherd loves to apply the precious ointment of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Do you remember, remember the night before Jesus' death? Remember that? That night when the disciples were caught up in jealous bickering and rivalry for respect. Remember that? Who would be the greatest? What did Christ tell them? Told them lots of things that night. But one of the things he told them is that he was going to send them a comforter. He was going to send them the Holy Spirit. And he said that when the Spirit was sent to them, He said, you would know peace. Interesting context when he tells them that, isn't it? Here the Lord Jesus is about to die. And they're just concerned about who's the best. Fighting with each other. Jesus says, listen, in a little while, I'm going to send someone to you. You desperately need them. And he's going to teach you peace. Stop this rivalry. Stop this fighting, hurting each other. This comfort that I'm sending, yield to Him. Apply the Spirit to your mind. And then he He went on to say, in that same context there, that they would be known for their love for each other. But too often amongst believers, this is just not so. We bite and we devour one another. We're prideful dogmatic we speak what we think is true and it's not even in love we say things that hurt and we do things that bring pain but not so if we're controlled by the spirit see all those things happen when you're controlled by the flesh and sometimes those things happen too because you're allowing the 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 mind of the world to influence your mind. You justify. You say, well, it was okay for me to say that. It's okay for me to feel this way. It's okay for me to isolate this person. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they said to me. It doesn't matter. We as believers, I was loving that that portion there. I was even 
mentioned in my prayer earlier this morning that the Lord Jesus is not ashamed to call us his brethren. Think about what we did to him. Think about what you continue to do to him. He's not ashamed. We should not be ashamed to call each other our brethren. We're family. But oh, how we can hurt each other. When we are controlled by the Spirit, we can experience joy. We can experience peace. Patience and compassion, right, become evident in our words and in our actions. Right? Under the Spirit's control, we realize how silly all of these jealousies and rivalries are. That's why I love that picture. I don't know if you can, if that picture will help you. It's going to help me from now on is, right? You think of the times where you've gotten into a fight with a brother or a sister in the Lord, right? Picture those two rams hitting each other, sliding off each other, and then looking at each other like, this is ridiculous, right? They're embarrassed, right? That's how we should feel. We're butting heads with our brothers and sisters. You should stand back and be like, what are we doing? This is ridiculous. It's embarrassing. We realize how silly all of this is, right? And that there's no place for animosity towards our brother or our sister. No place for it. We can disagree, okay? But no, there's no room for animosity, for hatred. The last thing you'll see here that the... Uh, I love this picture. <laughs> right? the, uh, the daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds not only counteracts complications, not only does it cease contamination from the world, should cultivate compassion for God's people, but uh, it definitely creates contentment in the believer. You see, as children of God, the sheep in the divine shepherd's care we should be known as the most contented people on earth. Right? A, 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 and I'm talking about like a quiet, restful contentment. Right? Should be the hallmark right, of those who call Christ their master. Despite the irritations, despite the frustrations, Despite the little annoyances or the daily aggravations. Yeah, they're going to still happen. But we, among all other people on this earth, right? We are owned by the good shepherd. He's our master. He's our Lord. Anyone here on this earth, despite those things, we should be the most contented people on this planet. You see, these autumn days that the sheep are in right now, they're golden. The foliage is beautiful. Right? The sheep now have rest from the flies and the insects and the scab. No other season for the sheep finds them so fit, so well, and so strong as right now here in the autumn. No wonder David writes, my cup runs over. You see, David had come to a place of great contentment in the shepherd's care. 
The shepherd was the one who had knowledge of his affairs and his management. The shepherd was able to cope with every situation, whether it was good or bad, that David encountered. The trouble is, most don't see it this way. Especially when troubles or disappointments come along. They feel forgotten by the shepherd. They act as if the shepherd has fallen down on the job. Actually, he's never asleep. He never laxes. He never, he's never uh, careless. He's never indifferent to our well-being. Our shepherd always has our best interest in his mind. Do you believe that? You don't believe that, huh, guys? Do you believe that? He does. He does. And because of this, we are actually under obligation to be thankful, grateful, appreciative people. The New Testament instructs us, right, that the cup of our life is full and overflowing with good. Go check it out. Our cup is full, overflowing, no matter what you're going through right now. Because you're in the care of the great shepherd. He knows what you're going through. And the reason why our cup, right, of our life is full and overflowing with good, because it's a life with Christ himself. Right? And not only that, but it's a life with the presence of his gracious spirit. That's what you have. And because of this, we should be joyous, grateful, and peaceful in our lives. No one should be as content as we are. No one. Can you imagine the world? The world, the heartache, and the struggles, right? And all those things that the world faces. Yeah, who do they have to look to? They don't, they don't know who's in control. They feel that nobody knows what they're going through. But you do. Your shepherd knows everything that's going on with you. And he will take care of you. Don't think for one second that he doesn't have your best interest in his mind. He does. Despite your circumstances. He does. So listen, we need to be reminded just again of the daily anointing of God's Spirit upon our minds. Because it's our minds that are under attack. It's our minds that will deceive us. It's our minds that will make us say things and do things that are not Christ-like. We need to be reminded of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that He can help us counteract those, those daily complications in our lives, that He can help us cease from the contamination that we get from the world, that he can cultivate, right, compassion for each other amongst God's family, but also that he can create contentment in the believer. We should be a joyous, grateful, peaceful people. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you again for our shepherd. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. May we, like David, uh, come to that moment of great contentment in our lives. Um, 
because we are in the shepherd's care. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that you are uh, knowledgeable of everything that's going on in our lives. We're thankful that you are able to cope with every situation, whether they're good or bad. And uh, we're also thankful that you are a shepherd who um, is not careless with us. You're a shepherd who has our best interests in mind. And so may that truth again bring uh, contentment to each and every one of us. We ask these things in the precious name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus. Amen.